0: the lightning round podcast with your hosts garrett sisti and jamie hoyle go chargers go welcome everybody we are live jamie how we feeling we are feeling really
1: fucking good how's everybody else feeling
0: (laughs) Uh, here's tonight late at night nine o'clock on the west coast all of you on the east coast we love you Welcome to After Hours. Man, this is just awesome. It was great to begin with. It got kind of slow in the middle there, but then at the end, the Chargers pulled it out. We're talking first place Chargers in the AFC West right now.
1: Yes, sir. That was a hell of a game. Rough third quarter, but other than that, they played a pretty tight game.
0: Ooh, man. First place. Garrett, is this right? First place in the whole AFC? Probably tied, right?
1: I'm sure they're tied with several teams, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not better
0: than the Cardinals, right? Not in the whole league, but man, Garrett's Garrett's are usually smart, so I believe them.
1: So Garrett's are usually smart. You give yourself a little bit too much credit there.
0: (laughs) I said usually, I wasn't including (laughs) myself. Wow. So man, we got a lot to go over. A lot of things to talk about. Where where do we want to start here? I got so much going on.
1: Well, I think you got to start with the Chargers winning, even though Justin Herbert wasn't necessarily at his best. And I think that's one of the questions kind of going into this game and going into the season in general is, is this team capable of winning if Herbert isn't putting up three or 400 yards passing? And the answer is yes. They got the plays from the defense when they needed to. They were able to run the ball down the Raiders throat in the fourth quarter to score that, the clinching touchdown to put the game away. And They came up time and time again, whether it was on offense or defense, they came up with the plays they needed to come up with to win games. And they put the game away by dominating the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter and running the ball down the Raiders throat. And that's just not something we're accustomed to seeing a Chargers team doing. And it's a beautiful thing to see.
0: Yeah. Definitely towards the end of that game, imposing their will with the line of scrimmage getting pushed up front, just grinding out yards from Austin Eckler, Larry Roundtree, and I think two of the calls that set that up, I mean, were both the fourth down calls around the 50-yard line. That second one, around the 50, after that field goal, was just beautiful. They were both beautiful. They were both to Jared Cook, but, man, finding Den- old charger Denzel Perryman one-on-one with Jared Cook, that was easy pickings. Got it in like... the Yeah, they Go were in that all game. Yeah, they are yeah, was... finding Denzel Perryman all game long.
1: That was the matchup they went to when they needed to move the ball, whether it was Parham or Eckler or Cook. They found that matchup and they exploited it, and that's the one thing that you had to know going into this game was anytime you want it, you can find Perriman in the middle of the field. They even even found it with Keenan a couple times. They just weren't quite able to hook up for the big plays they were looking for, but, man, they were really two or three plays away from blowing that game out, winning that game by – that, that could have very easily been a 35 or 42 to 14 game very easily. Yeah. And with a couple of those bonehead penalties off the board, it's a totally different game entirely. So, you know, they found Paramount when they needed to, mm-hmm. they ran the ball when they had to, um, they weren't able to get the ball to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen quite the way we probably thought they would, but they, they showed that they can win different ways. And that's not something that we're used to seeing with the chargers, whether it was with, Norv or with Mike McCoy or Anthony Lynn, they were, they had their one way they were going to play and they were going to win or die by that one way of playing. And the game plan never changed. And they got into a situation where the protection broke down the night. They couldn't protect Justin Herbert. The right side of that line was a mess late in the game. Oh. And they said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to run the ball. They can't stop us. And they jammed it right down their throats. And they got that clinching touchdown and that's one of those kind of defining moments you look for from a team is how do they respond when things, when what they want to do isn't working, can they do what they need to do? And the answer yeah. tonight was yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, night and day from the games we've seen the Chargers pull out recently. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams has been the hero for the first three weeks. And now there was no Mike Williams, no real Keenan Allen. Uh, they went to Jared Cook a couple times on some important downs, obviously, but grinding it out with Austin Eckler, like you mentioned, or Justin Herbert not getting his best feet forward in this game and finding another way to win. And then also defensively, you know, what they did for the first four weeks was dare teams to run, give up a ton of yards on the ground, but then keep the top on the defense. They gave up a big play today against Henry Ruggs with Der- uh, Derwin one-on-one, which uh, you- you're not going to win much when you don't press a speedy guy like Ruggs. But they, uh, Josh Jacobs only had 40 yards rushing today. So they bought up the run really, really well today, and uh, they gave up some big plays, but defensively it was totally different than we've seen for the first three games now.
1: There was a lot more energy defensively than there were the first three games. Uh, those linebackers were firing downhill and making plays in the gaps. <coughs> we saw Tillery make plays in the run game. Tillery had a sack. Covington showed up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Bosa showed up a couple times. Everybody contributed in that front seven and it gave the, the secondary chance to make some plays and they made the big one they needed to when they needed it most.
0: Yeah. Chris Bernhardt here. Love the fake punt, even the fake fake field goal. Nice from special teams. Also KJ Hill, huge improvement. Well, I mean, special teams was an improvement. Roundtree had a really good return today, which was nice on a kickoff return. But yes, I absolutely love that fake punt call. I know it didn't work, but they almost had it. I mean, Tavon Campbell was alone, and usually that's a gimme. And if Hunter Renfro didn't make a heads-up play and see it right away and cheat and then come down and make that tackle, I mean, he just made a play. I I would go for that 10 out of 10 times. That was a great call regardless of the result. And Staley is a gambler, man, and I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, I feel like on that fake punt, if if they get the ball out a little bit faster with maybe a little bit more zip on it, they convert or if the ball is thrown a little bit more towards the middle of the field and uh, you give Campbell a chance to run with it instead of having to stop and catch it with his back to the the sticks, they've got a chance to convert it, but that's a great play call. Love the fake field goal into the pooch punt. That was a great call. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just see it time and time again, Staley trusts these guys to make plays when they need to make them. And he's going to put them in a position to make those plays when they need it most. Uh, And it just, it just keeps coming up with the fourth down calls. Um, it's a great thing to see. It's just not something that they've been able to do in the past.
0: So Jay Sibrian wants to talk about those fourth down calls. You think that's going to come back and bite the chargers in the butt?
1: I mean, it might, it, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a game at some point where they don't convert and they wind up giving a, giving up a field goal or a touchdown or some kind of a big play that cost them a game, but that's the price of gambling. And yeah. you can't go into these kind of decisions with the, de- with the mindset of, well, if we don't get it, we're screwed. Um, otherwise you're never going to make those decisions and you're never going to win as we've seen with Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy running the team. So
0: scared. Yep.
1: Yeah. You can't coach scared. If, if you believe in those calls and you believe in your team, you've got to make those calls and you, you live and die by what happens with those calls. And you just kind of have to accept that, but, um, you got to keep making them. It's, it's their identity now. It's who they are. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is seeing Brandon Staley, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. He oh wants he wants Justin Herbert to be the, the decider of the games. He mm-hmm. wants to put the ball in his playmaker's hands and give them a chance to make those plays when they need to. And he's doing it, and mm-hmm. it's paying off. And these are the kinds of things that early in the season, they build towards bigger things later in the season because now they know they can make those plays when they need to. Yep. Even though Campbell didn't make that catch, that play call worked, and it's going to lead to something else down the line seems like everything they're doing with their play calling is setting up things two, three, four games down the line. They're seeing things big picture down the road. that previous coaching staffs just haven't seen. And that's the really fun thing is watching, watching some of these play calls and seeing what they're setting up and how they're setting it up. You know, they they had that big, um, that big completion to Steven Anderson. I think it set up the second or third touchdown uh-huh. that they had in the first half it was out of that jumbo set that I covered in my film study after week one. They had three tackles in the game. Basically, uh, Michael Schofield was playing a second or a third tight end in that in that formation. They give a heavy run look, go hard play action fake, leak Anderson out of the backfield for a big play. That play was set up with the five or six plays they ran out of that formation week one. They've continued to run that, that formation since then, and they're just laying the foundation. They're laying those building blocks, and they're, built, they're adding on to them every week. And that's the kind of forward thinking that you need to win in this league on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, and you, you know, you kind of saw the difference with um, with Gruden kicking the field goal rather than going for it on fourth down. You're down a touchdown, settling for you know a, a field goal there, making a one score game into a one score game, which we talked about with McCoy and Lynn all the time, and they missed the field goal. So the result was nothing. So they got a big goose egg out of that. And I, you know, I don't care about whether or not it hurts them later the fact that they're going for it is a good thing. And, um, the, the, the play calls on fourth down have been really, really strong too. I mean, they're, of course they're hundred percent right now and that's easy to say because they haven't missed it yet, but these have just been beautiful calls so far. I mean, having Jared cook tight on that, it was a fourth and two on the first one where he's in almost as a blocker. He sold the block and then just kind of leaked out and it was an easy pitch and catch for two yards and they didn't, they didn't account for him. and kind of, he sold that run so well that they didn't think that he was going out for a, uh, for a pass there. So, I absolutely love it. I you can't you can't fault the man for going for fourth for it on fourth down and missing it when you're gambling and that's your identity and you're going for the win. You can't I mean you can't fault him just like that 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 play call on the uh, fake punt. You can't fault him for not getting it. The result is better than the I mean the process is better than the result. So I I love that play call. I love the fourth down play calls and it seems like right now Staley is hey if we're near the 45 and it's third or fourth down and two or three we're going for it. He's like, I trusted my defense enough to stop them. And they're at least now out of field goal range, but enough to say, Hey, I'm going to put it in Herbert's hands and let him win. And that's what he did. Whether it's on a fourth down or win the game, you he trust Herbert and you know, you can't ask for more than that from a coach.
1: Yeah. What's the old saying? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take.
0: Yep. Wayne you got to take those shots. Mm-hmm.
1: You've got to take those shots. So yep. putting the ball in Herbert's hands and trusting him to make those plays is huge. Um, and honestly, if you're in those situations and you feel like you need to get those yards and you can't get two yards when you need them, then you probably don't deserve to win the game. Yeah. So, taking rolling the rolling the dice again and again and again, yeah, you're going to lose some of those bets at some point. It's it's just the odds of what happens. But more than, more often than not, with the talent they have on offense, if they need two yards, three yards, heck, even five yards, yeah, on fourth down in the middle of the field, that's a bet that you're willing to take more often than not.
0: All right, just catch up with the chat here. Michael Solano, FTR. That's right. Family, trust, respect. I appreciate you. Uh, Here's Oscar, who says, greetings from Costa Rica. Man, what time is it there? It's like 9.15 here. But um, yeah, what about about this here, man? That challenge. Was Staley the only person on God's green earth that thought that was short? I mean, I don't think anybody thought that that ball (coughs) was going to be short. That looked like a first down. And yet when he threw that flag, I'm going, really? And he was right. Wow. Yeah.
1: My initial reaction was, well, that's a waste. Yeah. You know, it's so close that it's unlikely they're going to turn it over, but they're, they're going to overturn it, I should say. And, um, you know, best case scenario, you get a timeout and you slow down the pace, but you're probably not going to wind up getting that overturned. He gets it overturned. They wind up getting the ball back and they score points and they flip the game. And that, that decision ultimately wins the game for him. That was really the difference in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So what else? Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Just looking. Uh, what is this? Trey Boston tweeted out after the Panthers game last year, he told the coaches to let Herbert loose. Oh, he. So Trey Boston was the one who uh, helped helped uh, Staley this year.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> good for. Thanks, good for Trey. Trey. Boston. It's was more Trey, than he ever helped the team when he was on the team. So cool. Was,
0: <laughs> was Trey Boston the one who got a sign at the gas station? They yes. To sign with the yeah. Okay. Yes, that so was. This guy him. sees signs at the gas station. He's the one who's uh helping the Chargers command their offense. Uh, How was Merrill today? Really, really big run stop today. Caught that for sure.
1: I'm gonna have to go back and watch the film. I I didn't catch him specifically.
0: Yeah, he had a huge run stop, and then right after that is the Christian Covington sack where they and then they had to kick a field goal. That's where Derek Carr. Completely tur- by any by the way on that Christian Covington sack. Derek Carl, did he turtle up or did he turtle Oh, up? he turtled. <laughs> oh my God. He was ready to go down before anybody
1: was anywhere near him.
0: <laughs> he might as well have taken a knee at that point. He saw Christian Covington that looked like at least seven, eight feet away from him, and then just two hands on the football and then just kind of like turtled. Up. Oh my God, it was so funny. So fun. He didn't even try to get out of it, go any other direction. He was just like, ah, but fuck it. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man jason shout out from panama what up man talk about tranquil blitzing yeah man what about this defense um i don't want to say say sands anybody but uh drew tranquil kaiser yeah, white you do. just go that, ahead and say it that linebacker combo man just go ahead and say it you want were... to say it <laughs> i just said i didn't want to say it so i'm not no um yeah without without kenneth murray today drew tranquil and kaiser white man, they look like they transformed this defense. They played lights out in the first half and then late in that game, man, they were good.
1: Yeah, you know, it was interesting. They had that pressure package with Tranquil and Bosa on the same side of the line. And, you know, right before halftime, um, I think it was uh, Lewis Riddick was saying how the Chargers had unlocked the secret to the Raiders protection. Mm-hmm. And then that... That setup went away. They stopped rushing. uh, Tranquil in the third quarter, they gave up their fourteen points. And then when they needed to, they went back to it, and it's what got them a couple sacks when they needed it in the fourth quarter, and helped them put the game away. So Tranquil, so good as a blitzer, flying all over the field, making you know making tackles in the run game. He he and White were really really good tonight. Really good. It seemed like White was in on every tackle. A couple run stops behind the line of scrimmage on one possession. He had. Um,
0: he had two <clears> big stops on a third down and a fourth down, yeah, back to back. Oh, it was third awesome. down and yeah. fourth
1: down to kill yeah. a drive, yeah, amazing that both those guys are playing so well right now. It's fun to watch them.
0: Oh, yeah, shout out from Australia, man. It's probably what the afternoon over there, probably, and upside down or, or the opposite way or whatever <laughs> they say. What did, what did Bosa get the penalty for? That's the question I have too. I didn't even. It was.
1: It sounds like he was yelling out. at the official because he got held and tackled uh-huh. on a pass rush attempt. Yeah. And he was getting held all night. I don't know why he doesn't get those calls, but he doesn't.
0: Yeah. All right. Question here from Jonathan Figueroa. Uh, we still missing Justin Jones. They gave up 40 yards on the ground today. I would say not really. Not after were, today's game. You were they ever the really loudly. missing
1: him to begin with? <laughs> I mean, physically they were missing him, but were they ever really missing him?
0: No, no, I don't think so. I don't think they ever were. Um, Sure, he might be somewhat of an upgrade, but not big enough to make a big difference. And and if you're giving up 40 yards on the ground when you gave up 100-plus last week, I mean, they put the clamps down in the run game. So whatever with Gaziano and Merrill and Tillery and Covington and Joseph and everybody else on the interior, I mean, they, they did pretty good today. So I don't think Justin Jones would have made much of an impact, to be honest.
1: Yeah, i don't think anything would have changed
0: yeah and we got a shout out from north dakota dope good to see you guys and wh- let's talk about the end of that game though to ha- how poetic is it derwin james gets beat lar the longest play of the chargers season given up by the chargers defense so far and then to end that game he gets a pick on a curl that he ran for darren waller he ran that route for Darren. He ran the curl in front of Darren Waller at inside leverage. Ran was just right in front of him. Easy pick. Beautiful it was play. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Beautiful play. I can't think of a better way for a game like that to end in division than with Derwin getting a pick, having him back, having him play as well as he's playing to come up with a play like that to flip the game. Perfect. Can't think of a better way for the game to end. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. That was great. (coughs) And the defense, man, on the first half, Raiders only had 73 total yards, and they had one first down. They were lights out. It seemed like almost in the third quarter they kind of let up a little bit. They had a big lead, kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit, but they've done that all year. They had some kind of stat where they were outscored a lot in the third quarter this year. Seems like coming out of halftime they go a little slow, but seems like that fourth quarter they've just been coming up big, 3-1 and now.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, it seemed like the play calling on offense kind of got bogged down a little bit in the third quarter.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, third quarter? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You start and I'll, I'll add on.
1: Well, I mean, the play calling was good when it needed to be in the, first, in the first half, particularly in the red zone. They were able to dial up the matchups they needed and score the points they needed to build that big lead. Then it kind of went away in the third quarter. And a lot of that had to do with the lack of protection, which we mentioned earlier. The, the right side of the line was brutal in the third quarter and early fourth quarter of that game. They could not keep Justin Herbert clean. It seemed like he was throwing not just under duress, but throwing to try to save his life for most of the third quarter, and it really limited what they were able to call. They tried to get cute with the flea flicker that didn't work. There were a couple of instances where it seemed like they were they got a little over their skis a little bit and tried to get a little bit too cute instead of just doing what's worked for them all season but they always managed to get back to what worked. Once they found something that worked, they got back to it. You know, They, they picked on Perriman, and they kept going back to it to score points when they needed to. Um, once they realized they could run the ball on the Raiders, they just kept going back to it on that, that game-clinching drive, that 12-play, 58-yard drive in the fourth quarter, where they just, like you said, they imposed their will on the Raiders, ran the ball down their throat to put the game away. They, they found their way back to what worked and it maybe may not have been what we wanted to see in terms of Herbert throwing the ball over the yard and putting up 400 yards and five touchdowns and having a breakout performance on Monday night football, but it got the win. They found a way to get it done and they got back to what worked. So I think, you know, there are some things they can do to clean up some of the play calling, maybe get away from some of the jet sweeps a little bit, get away from the flea flickers, uh, and find a way just to re- create those one-on-one, one-on-one matchups for Keenan and Mike to get the ball to them. And they got to do something to help Storm Norton because he's out there on an island by himself and he's just getting whipped. Uh, he had a brutal night tonight, just awful. And it just seemed like they didn't really do very much of anything to help him at all, which I think really bogged down the play calling. They just There wasn't a lot they could do because they couldn't drop Herbert back five, seven steps and, and throw the ball down the field. There just wasn't enough time. So they really had to throw the ball short and run the ball just to keep him upright and alive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I of course the kiss of death. I I was complimenting Storm Norton on uh, his good game through a quarter and a half. He had a I saw a pancake early, and then there was a really really good counter on a spin move from Max Crosby, and then after that it was all downhill. So par- uh, partly my bad on that. But uh, in terms of Joe Lombardi, it seemed like on that first drive of the game everything was smooth. It was rolling good tempo, good pacing. And then on first and goal, he wanted to run it. And then a second goal, he wanted to run it. And then on third and goal, he got the touchdown to Parham, which was great. Charger scored, but after that, it seemed like he kept trying he was just keeping them behind the sticks on uh, in the first quarter, part of the second quarter. It just seemed like he was trying to Impose his will in the run game early and keep pounding down. And you know maybe that's part of the reason why they won late is because they punished him early. But it was just it was hurting Herbert. His timing right after that Darius filon sack, Herbert's timing seemed to be off. They were running the ball a lot. Herbert didn't really have the ball much in his hands. And then uh, they scored again and they went up twenty-one nothing. But then it kind of bled in that third quarter and then it got bogged down again with a lot of runs. <laughs> It just didn't seem like the pacing was as good as it was at the beginning of the game. And then, you know, it stalled in the third quarter and then it picked right back up in the fourth. So, you know, I think, I think there's a lot you can take away from this game. Um, I think that, uh, I think a lot of people are dogging on Lombardi and I, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I I liked a lot of the stuff he had when it counted. Uh, He made it count, uh, especially on those fourth down calls. And they were perfect today in touchdowns. They didn't, they settled for one field goal late, but, And that was just to, you know, add points on the board, but they were really good today. I think they got a a little kind of, I don't know, bogged down a little bit in the first quarter, part of the second heading into the third, but for the most part, you know, uh, he he made the right calls when it mattered in the fourth quarter and uh, they did pretty good.
1: Yeah. You know, the red zone play calling outside of those two runs on first down on the first touchdown drive was really good. I thought we talked about him isolating Perriman, finding matchups that they needed to find. He did a great job. It just seemed like when they were ready to score points, he was just moving the Raiders defense around and creating those matchups the way he needed to, which was really great to see. Just like, okay, Parham, you're on Paraman. All right, Cook, now you're on paraman uh-huh. All right, Eck, now let's try it with you. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of spreading the ball around wherever Paraman was. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome to see. The fourth down play calls have been great all year. Even when they've been you know, call back for penalties. They've had guys wide open. Oh yeah. Fourth downs. How many touchdowns have
0: they had called back? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've had several big plays, several touchdowns called back. I think the play calling, it's easy to nitpick, right? You're in the moment in the game and I do it myself. You're watching the game and you're like, man, can we stop running the ball on first down? Can we get ahead of the sticks, man? Do we have to run it on second and three after a seven yard completion? Can we mix it up a little bit? but then you see him call a play action pass on third and two when everybody in the building's expecting a run yep. and he, th- and Herbert throws a dime over the top to, to cook one-on-one with, with uh Perriman again. And it, mm-hmm. it, it just reminds you that he's setting things up and mm-hmm. it may take a while to get to what he's setting up, but it seems like everything they do has a purpose. Yeah. Um, and they're not just running the same shallow and deep crossers, the same high, low concepts that, Lynn and McCoy ran over and over and over yeah. again. They're working the flats. They're getting yeah. the rubs. They're throwing the ball deep. They're finding the seam routes. They're attacking, or at least trying to attack the the field at, at all three levels, attack the defense at all three levels, and it's working. They're scoring yeah. points. So easy to nitpick, easy to get frustrated. I would like to see less first, fewer first down yeah. runs, I should say. Uh, I would like to see fewer runs on second down and short in particular. Those are great times to take shots down the field, uh, uh, but you can't do it on every second and short. So you've got to mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but Hey, they've scored, they scored 30 plus points last week, 28 points this week. They're, you know, they're yeah. moving the ball. They're yeah. scoring points and it, the offense gets a little better every week, four out of five in the red zone this week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think there were four out of five in the red zone last week too. Yep. So they're cleaning up those issues and they're getting more efficient. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what matters is getting, those, getting that efficiency in the red zone and turning those field goals into touchdowns.
0: I would have loved for you to double down. You're like, don't run on first down. Don't run on second down, second and short. And I was like, oh, second down. Don't run on third. Just don't run the ball. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it was all snowballing. Uh, Two things I want to talk about on to your points are how great was it? Well, great. I don't know, but uh, petty maybe. Was Lewis Reddick just gassing up Denzel Perryman? Man, what a what an athlete, what a thumper. Did they use it? Maybe he didn't he didn't use hammer. I thought he used the word thumper. And he's he's talking about how great Denzel Perryman is, and then boom, they pick on him the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> poetic. And then also, uh, to the point of the fourth down conversions, um, talking about setting it up later in the year, I bet we see something pretty soon where remember when rivers would get up to the line of scrimmage everybody in the building knows he's not going for it on fourth and short but with staley going for it so much on fourth down you can go up there and do that dummy call and try to It'll get work off sides because everybody thinks that you're running it on fourth down because you have all year so when you got yeah. a gambler like that it is unpredictable so it's going to be a t- there's going to be a time where they're going to go hard count and try to get a guy offside so i that's another positive that's going to come down later on. I'm I'm sure of it. Um, you
1: mean that fake actually becomes valuable when the <laughs> yes. offense actually goes for it on fourth down yes, every once yes. in a while? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Mind blown.
0: <laughs> uh, James here has a question about um, Filer and Slater whiffing a couple times. Um, seemed to me like it was pretty bad uh, miscommunications on those plays. The one with Darius Phylon, who was untouched for the sack, to me, just felt like a, a miscommunication. He thought somebody else was getting him, and and he let him go untouched. And then Slater, again, doubled the guy on the inside, let uh, Yannick Igakwe go, get a free hit on Herbert untouched. So, uh, you know, there is some bad miscommunication. Storm Norton was terrible. Uh, towards the end of that game, they basically overloaded the right side, and the Raiders just brought the house on the right, and there wasn't much the Chargers could do to stop it. But then later on, they started to run the ball to the opposite side <sighs> and kind of run away from the blitz a little bit, kind of using their momentum against them late. But man, yeah, th- there were some uh, offensive line miscommunications early, some protection issues late. But uh, you got to give them credit at the end of that game. They absolutely imposed their will, ran downhill moved guys to win that game. So while pass protection had was spotty all day, I mean, not so much the first quarter, but through the second quarter, third quarter and partway through that fourth, it was spotty. But at the end of that game, they, they made up for it when it mattered in the run game.
1: Yeah. They were able to run, you know, Brandon Staley talks about running when you have to run, when you need to run. And that's what they were able to do. They realized they weren't going to be able to block these guys with the line they had out there, they just wasn't working. I don't know if it was the crowd noise or protection issue, you know, getting protection slid over or whatever, but they were not having any success blocking these guys on the right side. So you know what? Let's just run it down their throats. They're coming anyway. Let's wear them out. Let's pound on them. Let's lean on them. Let's impose our will. And the ability to shift identities mid game like that, or at the end of the game to close the game out is huge because now teams can put it on tape. They can see, it's not all Herbert. They can run the ball when they have to. And that's something that's going to become very valuable, hopefully, in November, December, and January, if they're playing for a playoff spot, being able to actually close games out with the offense on the field. We saw it in Washington, a six-minute, a six minute 49-second drive to put the game away. I think they had a really long drive in Kansas City last week to put the game away. Um... It just keeps coming up. They keep finding ways to close game out, games out with the offense on the field. That takes a lot of pressure off the defense, and it might enable the defense to make a play, make more plays like Derwin made because they're fresher because the offense has the ball more in the second half, and particularly in the fourth quarter.
0: Yep. Uh, Jonathan Figueroa has a question he's been asking a lot, so I guess we can get to it now. What do you guys think of Derwin James not covering Waller in the red zone? Is that an issue? Uh,
1: I mean – the, the one touchdown that Waller had was...
0: Against Adderley.
1: It was against Adderley. It was mm-hmm. just a perfectly thrown ball, and he made a nice play on it. There's just nothing you can do about that. I don't even know if there's anything Derwin could have done about that, and Derwin is amazing. So yeah. sometimes you just get beat. Yeah. And Adderley was in good He was in good position. He had it covered well. Carr just put the ball in a perfect spot, yeah. and, 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 the size and, and, and Waller came down with it. I, I don't think there was anything wrong with the scheme there. With the matchup, it just didn't work in their favor.
0: All right. There's a lot of things here. Uh, I don't know what this means. Gruden blames the changing rooms. I don't know what that means. Like, he's blaming the locker room? Is that a typo? What are we talking about here?
1: I don't know what we're talking about.
0: Thank you, Chris Bernhardt. You guys let me know in the chat because I don't know.
1: I have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I
0: don't either. Uh, good learning experience for Samuel on that PI call. Really tough to cover underthrown balls like that. Needs to get his head around sooner. Yeah, I mean, it was underthrown. and
1: He was in a bad spot. He needs to get his head around sooner for sure. Um, but he's not the only corner in the league who would have panicked and grabbed somebody, and he he broke up a catch on the play by panicking the way he did. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was a penalty and it led to a touchdown, but... Either it's a penalty, or or Rugs catches it and probably runs away from him. So pick your yes. poison.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. And this is obviously a typo. Tillery showed up today. He did. He got injured towards the end of that game, but yeah, he did good. And a win-win. No illegal shifts today. Hey. Yeah.
1: The offensive penalties are getting cleaned up pretty quickly. Um now we got to worry about the defensive penalties but the offensive penalties are seem like they're on their way to be on their way to being corrected.
0: Could you really be complaining about the lighting in the locker room? That's what they're saying. It wasn't lit enough in the locker room. This is a brand new Kajillion dollar stadium. They've who got cares? And who, that's the point here, Jamie. Who cares about lighting? Moving on to next week. Can we stop Chubb and Hunt? No. Next question. Why why not come out blitzing on second half, Jamie?
1: I don't know. I guess they figured they had a 21-point lead and the Raiders weren't moving the ball, so play coverage and see if you can make a play on the back end. Yeah. It didn't work, but hopefully that's something they correct moving forward.
0: Yeah. Oh, on to the Tillery point. He had a huge sack in that game after the miss fake punt, it set up a second at long and knocked him back past midfield. Chargers got yep. another punt out of it. It was huge.
1: And he looked like he was shot out of a cannon when he got there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of shot out of cannon, there was one play where Drew Tranquil blitzed up the A-gap and looked like he was slingshot, slingshotted, slingshotted it. Like he was out of a slingshot. He was going so out of a cannon. He was so fast. I don't think that's proper English. Here. Down, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. He was so on Derek Carr at that moment. That would, he was real quick. Loved, loved seeing the uh, added element of tranquil was a blitzer for sure. Uh, thoughts on chargers tackling. Feel like it's approved. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that it's always bad at the beginning of the season because they don't tackle in camp. Really? and you know it's going to get better, and there's just too many good players on this defense. You, you had to know it was going to get better, and there were some really physical tackles on some of those short passes and in the run game tonight where they were blowing guys up. They were they were head hunt- not headhunting. That's, I guess, not the proper terminology, but they were coming down looking to blow guys up for sure.
0: Uh, any thoughts on Campbell? Thought he had another strong day today. For sure. I mean, he didn't pop as much as, you know, the two forced fumbles but yeah no he did good uh i saw a really really nice special teams play too
1: yeah campbell's been solid um i mean the whole secondary outside of derwin getting beat and the the penalty on um on samuel Samuel, the whole secondary was really good i mean there was really nothing from brian edwards um renfro was relatively quiet outside of the touchdown
0: that was Uh, such a beautiful route by the way
1: that was such a beautiful route and they need more pressure they can't give him that much time to oh run that no route.
0: no and i don't know i think it was fackrell and bosa both tripped on that play they gave her yeah. a million hours to make that throw but what an unorthodox stop go turn around drop sit down and catch i mean that to me i don't know who's who's stopping that play that was just a, a great route from renbo it was a
1: great route and sometimes they just beat you like i said
0: yeah just like jared cook or Jared Cook. Uh, Darren Waller did to Nasir Adderley. Just beat him over the top. Yep. Uh, let's see. Anderson is a stud in the run game. Looked pretty good.
1: He's been great as a lead blocker all season. I called him out after week one. Nothing's and really changed.
0: He responded. He did. Yeah. Getting, getting the attention of Chargers players, of course. Uh, let's That's see. just what we do here. Yeah, it's that's, that's no do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit and uh, soak in that because that's nothing new. Let's see. Uh, Herbert looked a little more human on his deep balls today. Missed on four or five plays. I mean, definitely missed that. Mike Williams. Ah,
1: oh, the Mike Williams one. That one, oh. the one to Allen on the deep crosser, which I actually thought Allen should have caught. Looked like it hit him in the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> And then I don't know what that flea flicker was, but he and Alan clearly were not on the same page. Yeah. Um, But yeah, not as crisp as you would expect on the deep ball for sure. I'm sure that's something they'll fix.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I was just thinking about this discord. That might be something Jamie, we should do sometime soon. Make Hmm. a little discord. I think that's a good idea. Man, Staley's a breath, a breath of fresh air. You betcha. And a picket fence defense reappeared. I saw it. I they saw get, it, didn't it didn't on like a third first down and fifteen. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. Of course, we threw it two yards on mm-hmm. third and fifteen, and didn't get the first down. But yes, it was there. Yes. I I had to laugh by the way because I have a an acquaintance who's a huge Raiders fan. He's freaking obnoxious as hell. <laughs> uh, he used to play fantasy baseball and fantasy football with him. And he's been raving about how Gus Bradley fixed the Raiders defense for oh, the last boy. three weeks. And
0: that's everybody's these, fan too.
1: Sending me all these messages on Facebook about how this is the this is the matchup of the year and this is gonna be such a great game. And I keep telling him, just wait until you see your linebackers <laughs> covering slot <laughs> receivers 30 yards downfield. Yeah. You're not gonna like him so much.
0: Oh, just wait. He just wait. Away.
1: No, he's not gonna do that. He's adjusted. Just wait. And then how did they score their first three touchdowns? All on linebackers. Uh, all, on, all on Perriman. Uh-huh. Isolated in coverage against
0: playmakers. Yep. I told you. Yeah. I told you, Mike. I told you. Yeah. And Perriman changed his number, right? He's not 52 anymore. He's still 52. He is? The only way yeah. I, I, I noticed him is because he's wearing that crop top jersey, you know, that he does, where he's got mm-hmm. the stomach exposed. You know, that whole
1: thing. He, he was wearing 52. That whole thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. It was rolled up. I couldn't really, I couldn't. Hell on first look, but I knew they were going after him because he was the dude with a half shirt on. Uh, saw this stat on ESPN saying this was the Chargers' first 100-yard rushing game in like 22 games. How is that even possible with Anthony Lynn? I have no clue. That's a wild stat.
1: That doesn't sound right.
0: Does that and sound it, right? That doesn't sound right to me. That Chargers didn't have a 100-yard rusher last season? 100-yard game? 22 games. That That covers
1: last year... And about half of the year before yeah. and that, that wouldn't, well, I guess let's see. Gordon was hurt his second to last year here. That was 18. 19 was when he held out. I, it doesn't sound right, but I guess it wouldn't surprise me that much.
0: Yeah. What? They, they got the yards on the ground today for sure. Which we haven't seen all year.
1: Eckler ran for 100 yards tonight, right?
0: That's what they're saying.
1: There's guys in the room saying that they didn't have a 100-yard rusher tonight, but I'm pretty sure they did.
0: Hmm. Uh, I was just going to... Yeah,
1: Eckler went for 117.
0: There you go. Would love to join Discord. Yes, you should. Man, Nick, Showtime, whatever your name is.
1: It's like you're reading our minds here, Nick. Maybe,
0: Maybe we should. Uh, do you guys think Covington should get more snaps? I mean, looking strong, he's been a, he's been a positive in the interior. Yeah,
1: he's been okay. I mean, not great, not a standout, but he's made a few plays and showed up a couple times. I, I think the rotation is fine, and I'm sure they're going to start working in uh, Merrill a little bit more and yeah. Fehoko a little bit more.
0: I mean, what they did today, holding. Josh Jacobs, hurt or not, under fifty only forty yards is amazing. So keep doing that. Uh Campbell being strong and nickel allowing Derwin to roam, think his impact is more than just what he's doing himself. True. But also when Chris Harris comes back, it'll be the exact same role. They're gonna want Chris Harris to roam and be in the nickel and let Derwin roam some more. But yeah, I mean, Campbell's been good. Yeah,
1: he's been great. Um
0: And they need that corner depth, man. Uh, Going into the season, they look terrible. Real light. Brandon Faison was supposed to be the next man up, but Devon Campbell's been good.
1: Thank God Campbell stepped up.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because
1: these games look totally different with Brandon Faison on the (laughs) field. Uh,
0: Let's see. Do you think it was the Raiders game script that kept Williams and Allen bottled up, or was it Lombardi's scheme to exploit other matchups?
1: It seemed like there was a focus on getting Campbell or not getting, getting cook going. Um, and it seemed like they wanted to lean on the run. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess. Cause I don't think the Raiders defense is that good. I don't think that their corners are capable of taking away Keenan and, and Mike, I, yeah. I just think it's just how the game played out. And the chargers found matchups they liked that didn't include Allen and Williams.
0: Yeah. It was whoever Denzel Perryman was covering. And that was usually a running back or a tight end. So it didn't involve Allen or Williams so much. Did you guys appreciate the heavy running towards the end of the game? Or did you start thinking Lindball? love the holes, but that outside run with Eckler should be used more. I mean, we, we talked about it. The fact that they were able to impose their will and grind out the game at the end and get seven from it and waste clock. I mean, that was, you couldn't ask for a better ending.
1: Yeah. I mean, six plus minutes, 12 plays, 58 yards when they needed it the most at a time when they couldn't protect Herbert at all. Um, as a passer, they needed that in the worst way. And it's the kind of thing, like I said, that helps them redefine their identity. It makes them more versatile, more multiple in key moments. They were, the chips were definitely down at that point. They had not really moved the ball in the second half. The Raiders were starting to go up and down the field. They needed to take the air out of the Raiders attack and they really needed to take the, the pressure off of Herbert. So being able to do that was huge. I loved it. It, This is not, this is not the same thing as Anthony Lynn trying to establish the run for three quarters and then opening it up in the fourth when you're behind. This is understanding the flow of the game and strategically running the ball when you have to.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Bernhardt. Garrett sounds like an old man. You see that young man with a stomach out? Listen here, Chris. Listen. It's only Gary cool. is old.
1: He doesn't like to admit no, it, but he's old. No,
0: no, listen, listen. It's only cool if you're good. Having your stomach out would be so dope if you were good, but Denzel Perryman's not good, so it's not cool. Keenan Allen wearing sleeves when it's 100 degrees out in training camp. Cool, because he's good. Denzel Perryman with his stomach out? I mean, I don't care that it's out. I was saying I could see his stomach. He's wearing a mid-drift during a football game. It just sticks out. That's all I'm saying.
1: <coughs> it's a you thing, baby. <laughs> don't you know it's a you thing?
0: Oh, okay. Jamie, <laughs> what is that light behind you? it's jesus christ uh can we get a new punt returner i I turned a light on behind me
1: because i didn't want the light above me to be glaring off my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) because it it does give you like a halo effect when that light's on so yeah it's better in the light if you Uh, (laughs) uh, um can we please get a new punt returner a real one KJ Hill stepped out of bounds again today on the sideline. He's terrible. It's (laughs) (laughs) Uh, doesn't know what
1: the sideline is. Can't run. He's terrible.
0: What do we think about the crowd tonight? Do we have anything any any ideas? Do you care?
1: I'm not surprised. It's the Raiders. It's L.A. Some people were predicting 90 90 10 split between Raider Chan Raider fans and Charger fans. I am not surprised. I also don't care. It obviously did not make a difference in the game. So who
0: cares? At all. Any new... Yeah, I don't. I could give a shit less about crowds, whether Chargers have a home game or away game in their own stadium. Who cares? It doesn't matter at this point. And that, that whole thing about Louis Riddick being like, I was in San Diego and going to the Murph, and they were louder. I thought it was the Coliseum. It, it, shut up. That was stupid. <laughs> and that wasn't needed. Um and, <laughs> and uh who who cares? Shut up, me? Lou. Yeah. Um, any news on the Tillery injury? I'm I am almost positive he came back into that game. So I think it's not so bad.
1: Pretty sure he was in he was in at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Let's see. Um <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, as far as the crowd goes, yep. All those jailbirds went home at the end of the game pissed off. And disappointed. So who really cares?
0: We're going with jailbirds again, huh?
1: They're Raider fans. They're jailbirds. <laughs> Criminals.
0: Uh, all right. I right. Let's see. Okay. So go ahead and get your questions in. We're at like 47 minutes now or so. And we'll uh, we'll answer your questions rapid fire here. And I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here. Jared Cook was great today. Austin Eckler was great today.
1: Defensive line was great today. Great to see mm-hmm. four sacks. See them create constant oh, yeah. pressure.
0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> Probably should also, have been five with Gaziano.
1: Yeah, he it almost was almost got a
0: sack, but it fell, I think, a yard or two after the line scrimmage. But go ahead. Yeah, he,
1: they wound up giving him two yards. Mm-hmm. But it was nice seeing them create pressure without having to blitz a ton. You know, sending that fifth guy, but not. Not having to sell out to get pressure, I guess, and creating creating those one-on-ones for Bosa and moving moving uh, Tranquil around to create one-on-ones and create pressure was a good thing to see.
0: All right. Now, uh, what do you think of these short kickoffs?
1: Um, as long as they're making tackles, I don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, they haven't made any. There hasn't been any leaky return teams for the Chargers, so they've uh, they've done pretty good. So if it's a short kickoff and they make the tackle before the twenty five or around the twenty five, then I'm I'm good, which is what they've done so far. Does the yep. offense play to use all four downs?
1: Clearly, they do. I mean, yeah.
0: I, well, I mean, depending on depending where on where they
1: are in the field, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, if they're if they're anywhere near their own 45 or further in, they're probably going to go for it on fourth down because they trust their playmakers. Yeah. And because Brandon Staley has gigantic, huge brass balls.
0: That's that is absolutely a fact. <laughs> Jamie has checked. Uh, step says, is it really worth the intern's time at ESPN to make those horrific graphics?
1: God, those things are terrible.
0: What's the point? They had Herbert, uh, was he Millie rocking? I don't even know what he was doing at, at that fake in and out. That was fucking terrible. They are like nightmare fuel and I don't know why they put them on TV.
1: And then you yeah. got the, you got Gruden dancing with Chucky and yeah, which yeah. I, I understand yeah. the reference, but still <laughs> they're terrible. I don't know if they think they're like,
0: they're trying to be cute. And it's they, not.
1: Do they think they're attracting kids with this stuff or no, they think they're funny. It's just bad.
0: No, they it's think all it's bad. funny. Because everybody makes fun of it and they're going, oh, we're cute. We're going to keep going with it. It's terrible. They, uh, we have, dude, it is 2021. We have the best graphics on earth right now. You can make shit 3D. Like they have interactive things going on in the stadium. Like the Panthers had an actual virtual Panther go out their stadium, and the Ravens had a real ra- virtual Raven fly through their stadium. We're having these terrible 2D fake awful graphics happening on ESPN the, uh, during a football game, a primetime NFL game, a billion dollar corporation can't spring for some good graphics or something Mul- cool?
1: multi-billion dollar.
0: Uh, it's awful. It's brutal. And a website that works. NFL game pass is a shit show.
1: It is. It is dog shit. It is so <laughs> bad and it's making film studies so much harder than it needs to be. Can we please put some people put take the interns off the graphics yes. during the game yes. and put take them on this. fucking Game Pass More and get it manpower fixed?
0: Power to Game Pass. Bring back Damn. all twenty-two. What are you doing with that already? I don't want to set up a VPN. That shit's annoying. Give us all twenty-two. Every intern. You know what? Don't do graphics. I don't care about. I don't. I don't need moving graphics. Just give me stats and announcers. Put Manningcast back, obviously, because that was a tragedy. It wasn't on today. Put that back on. Let them fill time. Forget the moving graphics. Now go to NFL Game Pass and make that shit usable. It's not work. always. I don't understand. It's always worked. We've been doing this
1: for eight years, nine years. It has always worked. Why does it not work now?
0: Work is relative. What the it, fuck? It's it, always worked. I mean, kind of. No, it kind of worked. I've Even never designed, had. Gene, I mean, you never had problems logging in and getting the games and it being late. And sometimes it's cut up wrong. I've had that all the not time. Not that
1: I remember. Well, not that I remember specifically. Now, I just,
0: now it is unusable.
1: Now it just fast forwards through the plays for <laughs> no apparent reason. It just speeds up through 10 plays. You're like, w- w- what happened?
0: Yeah. I just make it up. I said, I that was a six yard catch. I think. Jared <laughs> or something. I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know how anybody gets their jobs done by watching ga- game pass. And like you said, multi-billion dollar corporation. Your idea, take them off the graphics, put them on Game Pass. We solved it right here. At Somebody Gen-
1: pay me. I'll take a billion for that idea. And I'm <laughs> only, good. Only one? <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to take all our money, but a billion is good. It'll last a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got so much stuff uh, since then. All right. Um, let's see. Uh uh, who falls down more Joey Bosa or Keenan Allen after the catch
1: Man, Bosa falls down a lot.
0: He does. And Keenan Allen, uh, we haven't got it a ton this year, but he was always slipping. Like it, I would tweet out like he needs new cleats. Like I would just think in my head, like get him new shoes. What is he doing? He's like on ice skates out there. That's a good question though. But I think currently Bosa, right?
1: Yeah. I, it seems like I think Bose is falling down because he's exhausted because he's on the play on the field for every play and he's getting double and triple teamed on every play. Yeah. Um, so he his slips are a little bit more understandable, but yeah, he falls down a lot.
0: Oh god. Yeah. Uh Nick Melton, would you rather see Storm Norton try his hand at punt returner? I'm not even finishing that question. No, dude. What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd rather see him at punt returner. No, I don't want to see Storm Norton anywhere except. <laughs> Meteorologist. Great name for a meteorologist. Storm Norton. <laughs> Storm Norton with the weather here. That's perfect, right?
1: Yeti's over there trying to be funny.
0: Oh, I didn't. I'm I'm not there yet. Uh great job, <laughs> love the instant breakdown. Uh let's see. Why do we suck at punting so so consistently?
1: We're bad at oh. special teams, is just not the Chargers thing.
0: Yeah. No, uh, Jane.
1: Jamie definitely should not return punts, Jay.
0: Okay. That's I'm one thing I can tell yet. you for you sure. A second. Let's go. Hold on. Rapid fire. Uh, I think the change to touchback going to the 25, 25 yard line makes it better to kick short, trick them into returning to uh, attempting to return. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, they've as been long as you can make the tackle. Hard. Yeah. What do you think about the Ravens not kneeling against the Broncos and Fangio crying about it after the game?
1: I think Fangio is a big fucking baby and I could care less.
0: Yeah, he is a baby. It's a couple yards and they got it for a record. He's an old man. Stop crying. Uh, if let's you don't like see. it, stop
1: him. Make more tackles.
0: Oh, here we go. Staley, top two coach overall or just number one? Because we, we know Gilman. We know Coriel. We know Bobby Ross. We've put Staley between Shoddy and Norv. Has he climbed to top two?
1: He's in a class all by himself.
0: All right, fine. Uh, let's see. Graphic. Uh, let's see. Uh, is genuinely just Fortnite skin emotes, but football. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And dude, yeah. Get Pixar on it, dude. Get Disney in there or something.
1: No, but then they're still wasting their money on graphics. Put the money towards I'm saying, Game Pass.
0: I'm saying give that job to Pixar, separate. Now those guys who lost their job, now fix Game Pass.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh,
0: that works. Let's see. Uh, pop, 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 pop. Uh, huh, huh, huh. Who are the top three QBs? Where is Herbert? <coughs> um, <coughs> top three
1: QBs? Uh, that That's easy.
0: Okay. Who's I would say...
1: Three? rivers
0: wait, wait 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 wait! no top three in the nfl oh right.
1: i thought he was talking chargers since we were oh talking about let's do, okay
0: let's do chargers i like that i like that go ahead go ahead top three qb charger qbs of all time. top
1: three charger qbs you said philip rivers rivers fouts and herbert
0: okay over breeze
1: breeze was not breeze until after he left
0: okay all right i'm just i'm just saying if there was a game between the cardinals and chargers who wins
1: I haven't seen the Cardinals play, so I couldn't tell you.
0: All right. Uh, All right. Um, I think, oh yeah, Jamie, you should return punts. Jay Freeman says, and you say no, no, uh, no, no, no. Let's see. Riddick's, um, anything else? God, there's a ton of stuff here. Uh, I think we're pretty much wrapping up here. Dude, what about this disrespect from Riddick saying Eckler isn't a household name? I did hear, there was like some kind of comment like, once the Chargers get a running game, they're going to be unstoppable, which is true, the running game hasn't been great, but it's not that Eckler's a slouch or anything.
1: I I don't think it's that crazy to say Eckler isn't a household name league-wide. I mean, fantasy-wise, maybe. Yeah, But if you got people who aren't playing f- fantasy football and they're just w- casual sport football fans who don't see the chargers play every day, I don't think it's that outlandish to say Eckler isn't a household name.
0: No, 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 I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was one more. Um, hold on. All right, we'll do, we'll do one or two more. Here we go. Team wise. What are your concerns with right now? Chargers are three and one. What are what are the biggest question marks right now? They won their first place in the AFC West. Somebody said they were first place in the AFC or tied for first place in the AFC. Sure, I'll trust whoever said that. It was Garrett, so I trust Garrett. (laughs) I would say,
1: I would say in term, yeah. This is not us ripping the team. This is just answering a question. I would say the concerns. It's
0: James' problem. James' heritage. Blame him.
1: Um, I would say we still have the same concerns that we've always had. They lack quality depth on the interior defensive line.
0: True.
1: Their right tackle situation is a mess. They're one injury away now from starting Michael Schofield at right tackle. Trey Pipkin
0: lost his job.
1: That's a problem for a former third round pick.
0: That's also appropriate for Trey Pipkin. It's
1: fitting. He should have lost it a while ago but it really tells you how far he's fallen in the, in the team's eyes.
0: And Schofield was in on the jumbo package. You got a holding call. Yep. Just like Trey Pepkins a week ago. Anywho, go ahead. Sorry. Um, right tackle. Interior defensive right tackle. Line.
1: Overall tackle depth, mm-hmm. interior defensive line depth. Mm-hmm. And now I would say, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I would also say overall linebacker depth is a bit of a concern.
0: Mm. Oh, see, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see Nick Neiman get some more snaps. I, I, I just I I would I would love to see the combo of White and Tranquil and Neiman right now. While, um, while uh, and now I've already forgot uh, Murray is. On he IR. already forgot his name. I already <laughs> forgot his name. He's out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Um, while Murray's on the IR. So yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I mean, obviously, right tackle is a huge issue. The Raiders almost came back in that game because they just overloaded the right side and just got to Herbert consistently against Storm Norton. The interior defensive line has been an issue for four, five, six years. They've been trying to fill it with old washed up veterans like Brandon MeBane and now Linville Joseph isn't enough. And uh, drafting a undersized DT and Jerry Tillery wasn't enough. Justin Jones wasn't enough. And they needed to add more depth other than Christian Covington, and they didn't. So that's got to be an issue. And, um, yeah, with Murray out, that leaves them a little thin at linebacker. That makes sense. But other than that, I think they're they're doing pretty good. Wide receiver three is a little concerning. I'm not completely sold on Guyton. And Palmer isn't really getting the snaps right now. So maybe maybe wide receiver three?
1: Yep, that's fair. Cool. I think they haven't really needed a wide receiver three at this point. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't been that much of a concern.
0: Yeah. But- all for right. Sure. And our boy Bong. Yeah. Ong Bong Amiga for sure.
1: He's hurt. So I don't
0: think Eventually. he's back yet. Eventually. Okay. I think that's it guys. Uh, let's see. Do you guys remember us who show up at every after hours? Yes. Uh, we remember every single one of you and we expect you to be back next week when the Chargers play the Browns and 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 every other week preceding that. So guys, it is past 10 o'clock here on the West coast from Australia, Costa Rica, North Dakota, everywhere else. Thank you for tuning in. This is so dope. I love doing these after hours and I I love it
1: too. It's great seeing all you guys here interacting with us, enjoying the show. Thank you all for being here with us so late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is great. We almost canned the whole show when they had a, lightning delay or whatever where they push the game, but we're here and we're glad that Alaska's here too. T Man, thank you, everybody from everywhere. You guys are so cool. We appreciate you guys joining us. I'm gonna get this podcast out probably tonight. So if you guys wanna go listen there, you can. Jamie is at lightning underscore round. I am at Gar like you see. We appreciate you guys so so much. This is awesome. Um, That's not what FTR stands for. It's family, trust, and respect. (laughs) It works, though. (laughs) That is what it stands for. I was just messing around. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys. Everybody, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time for After Hours. Uh, Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. You'll see a podcast in the middle of the week here, uh, recapping the game as we rewatch it and uh, get into the nitty-gritty of it once that uh, freaking Game Pass works. So... We'll do what we can. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks,
1: everybody.